Good afternoon. Nope. Good morning, everybody. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of the Private Practice with Soul podcast. Just give me one moment while I put the phone down. There we go. Okay. So, as you can hear in the car, this is my life now. I'm recording podcasts in the car lately. Um, and it's just because this morning I dropped Buddy off to daycare, then I did a supervision session for a beautiful client of mine, and then I just had to go and get some medicine for my mum. It's about 30 degrees here in Melbourne today, and I'm now just heading down to the supermarket so that I can pick up some good food for lunch. But anyway, I thought that I'd take this time to record a podcast for you because I want to share something that I'm up to. It's one of my little side hustles. But as I was explaining it to somebody yesterday, it dawned on me that um, this might be interesting and maybe inspiring for some of you as well. So if you are someone who maybe you're not just beginning, maybe you're not just starting your private practice, maybe you've been in your private practice for a few years and you're feeling like I used to feel you're feeling like I just can't do it anymore <laughs> I mean I don't know about you but I certainly got to a point with my private practice of seeing one-to-one clients where um, I started to notice and honestly it wasn't for years and years and years but when it happened I really noticed it but I started to I guess feel like a sense of disappointment maybe when a client would book in I don't know if that's the right word, but it's kind of like I'll just slump over or just feel like, oh no, somebody's booked in. And it took me a while to sort of unpack this and I was thinking, am I burning out? Um, but it wasn't that. And I can be totally transparent with you because if this went on for months. I was thinking to myself, oh no, somebody's booked in. Um, I would open up my diary and I would see there were so many clients booked and I would just feel sad. I would just feel like, how can I get out of this? Um, I need a break. What can I do differently? All those kinds of things, but it was really hard because I didn't want to feel like that. Um, I certainly felt thankful and grateful that people were booking sessions with me. I was so thankful and so grateful. And of course, I want to help. It's It's nothing to do with my desire to help people. It was just something was changing and I don't know whether it was just my energy, maybe it was my age, maybe it was just I've been doing it for so long, but whatever caused it to happen, it happened. And it started off quite gradually, like I used to just kind of dismiss it. I would think to myself, um, oh no, someone's booked in an appointment. And I would still shop for the appointment and do my best work and all that kind of stuff, but I'd kind of downplay it to myself. But what ended up happening was over time, I started to feel more and more, I yeah, I don't know if disappointed is a word, but maybe dread. Like I got, I got to the point where I didn't want to open up my calendar for fear that there were people in it waiting to be seen. Um, and something else started to happen as well, where I'd get really happy and excited and almost dance around the room if there was a cancellation because, I don't know, it just felt like so joyful to have a cancellation and I know that um, that's not how you're meant to feel it's not how you're meant to feel when you're running a private practice it's not how you're meant to feel apparently Um, 
and I didn't want to talk to anybody about it because I felt guilty I knew that there are other people who are really struggling to build their private practices and so I thought you know who am I to be dreading appointments and celebrating cancellations or reschedules when there are other people that are struggling like who am I to be doing that and who am I to be carrying on like that and that's not fair on them um, and I shouldn't be feeling this way and so for the longest time I felt guilt and I felt ashamed of myself for feeling the way that I did about having a fully booked diary I mean in the beginning it's the goal in the beginning it's you know where do I find the clients and you know you're scrambling and you're scratching around or at least I was because I didn't have a marketing with soul program or a PP 10 light to show me what to do um, so I was struggling but my goal was at that time fill the diary with clients by you know hook or by crook and so that's what I did and that was my whole focus um, and then once I had that fully booked diary it was just a matter of sustaining it and keeping that momentum going which as you know something I did for decades but then yeah I don't know I it was just something came over me and I, I just thought I, I don't know that I can do this anymore and then I started to um, think to myself well I, I've got to support myself I've got to look after my mum I've got to look after Buddy what am I going to do well it wasn't Buddy then it was Gabe so I was thinking what am I going to do and how am I going to get around this and it wasn't that I didn't want to see one-to-one clients because I still do see one-to-one clients today I still have three or four counselling clients that I work with I only see them once a month which is perfect for us both I have a sprinkling of supervision clients, a sprinkling of coaching clients. Like honestly, I don't work with that many clients one-to-one because I'm so aware of how I feel about my energy and about I don't want that energy to be drained. I want to feel energized. I want to feel like I can show up and give my best. And if I reduce the number of sessions, then I can absolutely guarantee that I can do all of those things. But if I start to see more again, I know that things, it's a bit like a house of cards and things are all gonna fall over. And I don't want that. I don't want that for my clients. I don't want it for me. And so I was faced with this dilemma of, well, what do I do? Because I still need to support myself financially and other people now. And I'm no longer a psychologist where people can get rebates for seeing me. And I also don't want to be doing the one-to-one work anymore. So what can I do? And I guess that's really how the digital product stuff came about. So look, I call it digital products because that's what my coach called it. But you could say online products if you want. But basically it's things like memberships or online courses or you know selling things through your website like maybe you want to sell some affirmation decks or journals or planners or things like that you know like an anxiety planner if you deal with anxiety or a trauma planner or a trauma bundle or something like that you can sell it to your clients but I started to do that and I really loved it I really really loved it it um, allowed me to be really creative and not have to justify not seeing anybody I really liked being in Canva. I really liked developing new skills. And then when sales started coming in, I really liked that too. But the reality of selling digital products is while it can be a wonderful 
stream of passive income after you've set it all up. I mean, it's kind of like an airplane taking off, all the um, energy is used in, in the takeoff and then you just kind of coast. It's the same with selling digital products. There's a lot of energy used in the early stages for you know, thinking about what you want, researching it, seeing whether or not there's a market for it, um, creating it, or if you're not creating it, if you're buying other people's templates, then you've got to rebrand them. And you've got to make them look so different that somebody, you know, who was, I don't know, looking for an anxiety planner wouldn't know that yours was one of the template ones. So it's all of this. And then you've got to take photos of it and list it and write a good description and put keywords in it and hashtags and all the things, right? So it's a, it's a lot of work for little reward. You might get, depending on the cost or the price rather of what you're selling things for, um, for example, I think the average cost of all of my things in my Etsy store is about $25 US. Um, but in saying that, I sell a lot of things for like $5, $7, $9. And while those sales come in, and that's really exciting um, to, to get the little notifications from Stripe on your phone, you know, oh, $7 just came in, oh, $11 just came in. You have to make a lot of those sales to cover um, replacing the cost of one client to cover replacing the cost of a session fee and unless you are willing to make a high volume of products to sell it's unlikely that you're ever going to be able to replace your one-to-one -one sessions with passive income that's the reality one of the things that I tell all my members in the Makers Society, so that's um, a membership that I have where I teach people how to create and sell digital products to replace money that they'd be losing if they drop back on their one-to-one -one sessions. I'm not saying get rid of them all together, but let's say you wanted to, I don't know, do three or four less. Like, let's say you wanted to, instead of doing four a day, you wanted to do three a day figure out how much money you need to replace. So if you're charging the recommended fee of 150 per session, there'll be four sessions you need to replace at 150. So you need $600 coming in per week from those digital products. Um, so what you need to do is you have to have a high volume. And what I share with the members of the makers is that you need to have a thousand products minimum, a thousand minimum on Etsy in order to be making that kind of money regularly, week in and week out. The reality is that because making digital products is a side hustle for a lot of therapists, they will make, you know, five to 10 items, pop them on their website or pop them in their Etsy store and not get sales. And then they give up because they think it's not working. And that's really sad to me because I've seen people make some really beautiful, useful, um, needed things, but they don't sell simply because there's not enough volume or because they've got the price point wrong um, or because they haven't written a good description or because they don't know how to market it. So there's a whole lot of things, right? We can't just make digital products and expect that they're gonna sell. You've gotta learn how to market them. It's kind of like with um, marketing your private practice. I looking through Instagram this morning, you know, before I took Buddy down to daycare and we're just waiting for it to open. We're sitting in the car. I was just scrolling through my Instagram and I saw posts from people in private practice that said things like, you know, 
availability appointments available now and I just thought you're never going to get any clients by doing that and they don't um, or they put up um, Instagram posts of things that are just already saturated things that are already out there that clients already know they're not um, showing the personality they're not building rapport they're not doing any of those things and so anyway I was reflecting on all of this yesterday because I am creating at the moment a, another Instagram account to sell my digital products and I was thinking about the niche because of course these business tools that I teach they don't just apply to your private practice they apply to all businesses so I'm sitting there yesterday and I'm thinking okay I know I want to create another Instagram account I know I want it to be just for my digital products but I need a niche so who's my niche gonna be and so I started doing niche research and I started looking at other accounts that were selling digital products. I was like, oh yeah, okay. And it's so easy to get sucked into doing what everybody else is doing, you know, like the beige aesthetic with the, you know, luxury writing over the top of it and all of that. And, and I nearly got swept up in that. And I was nearly going to go and, you know, start getting busy in Canva making those types of reels and posts and everything for this other account. But what I realized is, no, that's not my niche. They're not selling to my niche. I need to figure out who I want to sell it to. And I did the processes, I applied the processes that I teach in Private Practice 101, which is, you know, um, your mess to message. And so I thought, okay, what's my mess to message? And this is how I came to realize the journey that I've just shared with you, that everything was going really well until it wasn't, until I got to a point where I started to resent having bookings where I got excited. Like the more white space I saw in my diary, the happier I was, you know, that was me. Um, so I thought I can make this my niche. So that's what I'm doing. So my niche for selling my digital products is people who are like me who reach that point where they know that they don't want to see any more one-to-one -one clients they either want to do a one-to-many model or they want to start making money by selling digital products and the other thing is by selling high ticket digital products so not things on Etsy but high ticket digital products so this is my thing and I'm doing it as a faceless Instagram account um, because I want to give that a go it's kind of a newish thing and I just want to give it a go and see what happens I'm going to be making um, in my research I also discovered you know hot tip that Instagram is now trying to be a search engine like Google so when you write your captions it's not really going to care that much anymore about your hashtags but it will be caring about keywords because um, it wants to be as I mentioned like a search engine so thinking about how I'm going to write my captions moving forward but also I know that reels get um, attention so I'll be doing reels and I'm going to try and do three reels a day where I can I'm not going to force myself to do it but I'm going to try and do three reels a day and I'm building up this account from nothing like it's a brand new account now to be again totally transparent I did give this a go probably three or four months ago but then got waylaid with everything that was happening like personally with buddy and mum and stuff like that so anyway tossed that one but we're starting fresh <laughs> and we'll see how we go so um, 
yeah, that's one of the things that I'm doing now as somebody who is um, still wanting to cut back that one-to-one work. I'll be selling digital products to people who are just like me who also want to cut back on their one-to-one work and I'll be doing it all on a faceless Instagram account I know so I'm not gonna have to put on my makeup I'm not gonna have to do my hair I'm not gonna have to put on nice clothes or anything I can just do it all from the comfort of the couch (laughs) in my yoga pants or in bed or in the spa or whatever you get the idea so this is the plan and I'm sharing it with you because I want you to see the journey I want you to understand the journey but most of all I want you to know that if you're where I was a couple of years ago in terms of just being kind of over it with with seeing clients and and listening to the to the clients and you know all that kind of stuff which as I said I was so grateful so 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 grateful but something shifted in me and I felt so much guilt and so much shame that I didn't talk to anyone about it. And um, I mean, I did have a supervisor, I do have a supervisor, and I did speak to her about it. But even then, um, I think I still probably held back myself because I was thinking, you know, um, I'm feeling guilty. Like nobody was making me feel guilty, but there was a perception that I had that I would be judged for being ungrateful or not thankful enough or whatever it was about or being disappointed that clients had booked in but it was just my journey and so yeah this account that I'm creating this um, little pivot that I'm doing well it's kind of my side hustle as I said not really a pivot it's a side hustle because I'm already doing digital products Um, and the thing is too with my um, Etsy store and selling digital products like my memberships my courses um, the the shop, all of that. Um, I'm well and truly replacing my income, but I've got high volumes of stuff. I'm marketing them all the time. I'm calling in new members all the time. You know, it's a lot to do, and it's lot it's a lot to be mindful of. So I'm just sharing that with you. If you are thinking of taking this journey, um, you can cut back your one to one work. You can cut back your one to one work, but you're still going to be working right it just means instead of being on a zoom you'll just be on your phone doing the work right so you've got a bit more flexibility about where you can work from and how you can work Um, but this can absolutely be something that you can consider so if you're in private practice and you're thinking about what kind of you know online or digital product could i sell you might want to think about creating a course for your clients that prepares them for counselling or you could do a course that they could complete once they finish counselling. You could create a course that could support them while they're on their counselling journey with you. You could have um, printable products for them like journals and planners and phone papers and posters and affirmation decks and you could do all those kinds of things as well. Um, so it's really, there's so much that you can do, you know, I also sell bundles of things to my counselling clients, but also to my private practice clients. So those bundles will often include things like a planner, a journal, um, what else do we have? Card decks, posters, workbooks, worksheets, cheat sheets, tip sheets, checklists, um, audios, meditations, visualizations, self-hypnosis, scripts for all kinds of things, journal prompts for all kinds of things, stuff like that. So you might even consider selling bundles, um, you know, 
as part of your private practice and you'll see that once you get into the habit of selling them that you know you only need to sell a few and then that saved you seeing one client and then you sell a few more and then you don't need to see another client and eventually over time what happens is you can um, start really dropping back noticeably your one-to-ones while you start building up the money that's coming in from the digital products so that's kind of how it works but the thing that I'm focusing on now is like the next level of that and that's um, selling high ticket digital products to people and so that's what this Instagram account is about and so it's going to be selling courses to people that are high value that get results do you know what I mean that are needed that are wanted that people are looking for and that will make them money um, that's the big thing so one of the courses that I'm selling you know if you bought it and you sold it you'd be making minimum $775 from that course and you only have to sell one right to make that money and think about how many clients $775 replaces right it might replace four or possibly five clients which is like you can replace a day of work you can give yourself a whole day off if you sell just one of these a week does that make sense so that's what I'm doing and um, I wanted to share it with you because yeah I know I always talk to people who are building private practices or starting their private practices um, as well as people who are in it and they're wanting to hire teams and deal with you know team dynamics and how do we recruit and all those kinds of things but I also want to speak to people who are experiencing this part of the private practice journey too which some of you um, might be experiencing right now uh, maybe you'll never experience it um, but I would hazard a guess that if you've been in it for a while you probably have days where you long for an empty diary in which case um, selling the digital products might be something that could still let you have the business still let you see some clients um, so you could see the clients that you really wanted to see that lit you up that made you feel good that you want to work with and not stress about your income because you know you've got money coming in right and it's true what they say about you can make money in your sleep because I can show you so many screenshots of times I've got gotten up with buddy at like quarter past six in the morning or eight in the morning or whatever it is and there's notifications there on my phone and in my Stripe account and in my PayPal account that um, you know sales have, have come in so yeah once you create your digital product you then set up automations and that's how everything happens on autopilot that's what people are talking about um, but yeah it does take time in the beginning to do things like rebrand write your sales page write your email sequences you do go on a learning curve and that can take a few days if you're going to throw yourself into it whole hog um, or you know you might choose to do it over a period of a couple of months for me I just dove straight in and um, you know I just started working with a new digital product over the weekend so I made a sales page to my emails and um, I got my links for it and set it all up and so now today after lunch if I'm in the mood I will start to um, post on my new Instagram account about that so these are some options that you can do that will help you to still keep the business going while you see less clients and it's an alternative 
to you hiring a subcontractor that you may have to pay superannuation for. Um, it's an option to you hiring employees that you've got to pay salaries for when they're off sick and they're not income producing um, and you've still got to scrounge for the money for that. So um, this is an option to those other two scenarios or the scenario of you saying, do you know what, maybe I'm just going to wrap it all up now, maybe I'm done and finished. You don't have to be done and finished. You get to work with the clients that you want to work with, the number of clients you want to work with per week, the number of sessions you want to do per week, the type of clients you want to work with, the fee you want to charge. You can do all of those things your way on your terms and supplement your income by diversifying your income stream in your business. That's all this is, okay? So yeah, I just wanted to explain to you what I'm doing because as I said before, I just want to show you what the journey can look like for some of us. Everybody's journey is different. Um, this is what my journey is looking like at the moment. And yeah, I hope this helps raise awareness about you don't have to just stick within the confines of counselling. Um, your business can be so much more than that. As I said, you can have a membership based on your counselling niche. I, I've got plenty of memberships. I've got them for digital products, I've got them for um, private practice owners, I've got them for diploma level counsellors, I've got them for, you know, well, everything. <laughs> um, so you could have memberships, you could have courses. I've got courses on how to do a private practice, I've got courses on how to market your business, I've got courses on how to get clients, all those kinds of things. They count as digital or online products. So you can have all of those, they still fit under the umbrella of private practice, but they don't require the level of intensity of one-to-one -one client work and for that reason they can be heaven sent for some of us and I just want you to know that if you're in that space where you feel like you need a break from the one-to-one -one, maybe you want to start exploring this a little bit more from you know this angle so yeah I just thought this would be really useful and helpful for you to hear. And if you have any questions um, about what I'm doing or how I'm doing it, don't hesitate to reach out to me because I'm more than happy to share my knowledge as you know. Okay, so have a really wonderful day. Stay hydrated. Stay nice and cool if you can, if you're in Melbourne. Um, I think I was talking to a supervision client this morning. She was in New South Wales and she was saying one day it's 23 the next it's 39 the next it's 44 so yeah if you're in New South Wales um, you know take care as well and everybody in Queensland you know we've, we've got tornadoes coming in now you've just had such a hard time of things um, and my thoughts are with you and sending you lots of love okay take care everyone I'll see you in the next episode bye for now